Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, Australia, and welcome to another episode of My Millennial Property. I, of course, am Emily Wallace. I, I'm not John, but John is here. John, how are you going? Very good, Emily. How are you? Very well, indeed. I'm excited for today's episode because we actually had someone email in a question that is a topic, and we love it when this happens because it means we're delivering value of what people actually want to hear about. Because you and I both brainstorm all the time about what we should talk about. Yes. But when it comes from the mouth of someone who actually listens to what we uh, put out there, it's really, really good. Isn't it? Yeah, and it's genuine. You can't make that stuff up, can you? It's a, just a real question from a, a, a punter on the street. From a punter on the street, indeed. So, today's question that we had emailed in was uh, around building a property once you have found the land. And it was all about how do you select a good builder? Um, how do you know who to go with? And I'm assuming that this person um, didn't have like a house and land package that was, you know, pre-qualified with a builder that's set. Yes. Um, now, you probably deal a little bit more with this side of things than I do. I buy a lot of established homes, haven't done much in the, the land and building space, mm. but I thought it'd be a great one to unpack today. It's an interesting one. It's a very popular one, especially after 2020 delivered a whole heap of money to first homeowners who were willing to build houses and, and, and money gets splashed out around the country for that. Uh, but it's a very wide world out there in the, in the building space because there's uh, there's the highs and the lows. So I want to break it down into two. There's a there's a custom build and a project home um, option. So the custom build is where you sit down with the, the local builder and you basically design your own, get a quote on that, and 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 they go to town and and build that product. A project home is almost the opposite where they say, look, we've got these five designs and these five homes or six or eight. You can choose from one of those that suits your block and this is the price for that. Away we go and build that. So Okay. So from those two different ones, I actually didn't even know that was a thing, by the way, so I've learned something straight off the bat. Awesome. Um, Let's shut it down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The episode done. Um, <laughs> from those two uh, different options, so a custom build and then like the stock standard options, we have one of five you can choose from. Mm. What would you say is most popular for people? Yeah, good question. So I, I would say owner-occupier, and I've done both, by the way, so I've, I've been in both corners. The, the, the owner-occupier is more likely to do a custom build where they're designing what they want and they know where the laundry needs to go and they're, they're the ones that are going to be living in it and they, they know the space that they need for their family or for their situation. 
Um, the, the project is more your uh, investment type product, uh, which ultimately is just, well, okay, I'm buying a, a piece of land in a good location. I just want to put a home on it that's going to yield well. I don't want it to fall down in 10 years' time, um, but I'm probably not going to put the, the thought and um, energy into designing it myself, so to speak, because you do pay a premium for that custom design because it takes the builders a lot longer to to get um, everything quoted up and, and there's usually a lot more inclusions and uh, fixtures and fittings are a, a lot more expensive generally as well. And do you know what, just as you were talking then, I had, had an epiphany. Um, yes. I actually bought one of those properties that you, it was an investment that at the time was at Slab and Frame, was not a custom build. It was like, these are the five colours, yep. these are the five you know, layouts, um, and this is what we do. Yes. And for an investor, you're right, like there's less emotion put into it, probably a bit less thought. We're happy to go with a stock standard option. And the process of that was literally like, here's three tile colours, here's the carpet and paint colours, and um, this is the preset standard floor plan so mm. you roll with that which it actually takes the pain out of it to be honest not too many decisions to be made yeah that's right and we've done that with a few clients over the journey and and they're quite surprised as to how much of a simple process it is uh, because when you think about buying a home or, or building a home the stress levels rise straight away without even doing it because uh, it's just such a big beast out there but when you've when you've got project homes or project companies that have basically got it all sorted there for you, um, then it makes it a lot easier and, and takes the, the questioning out of it. As you said, you, when you've only got five choices instead of 52, um, you, you, you can get it done a lot quicker, can't you? Definitely. So those project homes, like the big players in that space, am I right in thinking they're like a Metricon type of thing? Is that one of those? Yeah, JG King, Metricons, like there's there's hundreds of them around the country uh, and, and we actually play in that space on behalf of the client to, to do the research for the inclusions and the package prices to make sure that they, they're getting what they should be getting and, and the right inclusions as an investor because whilst you don't want to pay too much for an investment home, you don't want to be cheap and nasty either where it's um, it's not going to be attractive for the tenant. So there's a bit of a middle ground there that you need as, as an investor. Obviously, custom build is, is very much personalised to you and what you want. Definitely. So am I right in thinking that a custom build might also be like the only option for an obscure shaped block? Like if the stock standard doesn't fit, if it's a bit of a weird angle? Yeah, correct. So when that question came up, I'm always a little bit wary when I when I see that because when someone goes and buys a, a block of land and settles on that land, that that's, that's theirs. There's no turning back. Uh, if they haven't done any research as to what they might want to build on it, they've now got to start from scratch and, and see what the options are. Now, if there's any sort of slope or they don't know the soil type uh, or, as you said, it's a regular shape, then that can definitely blow the cost out or, or even exclude a lot of project homes because it's it becomes too costly or too, too time-consuming for those companies. And um, one thing as well, I imagine you, you really need to be across with your land. 
is where are the easements? So if you've never heard of the word easement before, they're essentially areas that you potentially can't build over. They usually logically run at the rear boundary of a property or the side boundary, sometimes across the front. But basically they could be for um, a need to get to um, a stormwater drain or a sewerage drain and you have to leave them accessible by the council if there was ever an issue. So for example, you can't go and put a concrete slab over um, an easement, generally speaking, because Mm. the council would have to dig up that concrete slab to get there and you would have to actually cover the cost of of them doing that. So Mm. easements on land, I think regardless of building or not, um, something that everyone should really be across um, when they're doing their research. Yeah, as an, as an investor, they're actually hardments, not easements. They're uh, they're harder <laughs> to deal with. Than <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. But yeah, no, for sure, it's um it's definitely something to take into account. And and the the classic one is is seeing a block of land that has been on the market for some time that just can't sell or is selling much cheaper than what the average is for the same size in that suburb. There's generally a reason for that. Um, and it may be that there is an easement running right through the middle or um, there's, uh, a, as I said, a, re- a regular shape or it's high slope that's going to blow out the site costs. So, yeah, coming back to that question, you've got to consider all that ideally long before you buy the block of land. Um, if you've just been inherited a block of land and you, you didn't pay anything for it and here it is, then... Yeah, you just, uh, I would personally just go and talk to a number of uh, project home uh, builders and just uh, see what they can do on it and, and then price that up and then deciding whether you want to use it as an investment property or they're, they're going to actually live in it. Uh, now, in the last 12 months, because of all the government grants, a lot of people are doing both. They're living in it for the first 12 months and then potentially moving out for it to become an investment home. So if you were going down that track, it'd be still more project focused because you you don't want to spend a million dollars on a custom home that you're only living in for 12 months and then renting it out to someone that may potentially not look after it the way you would like. And presumably when you have a custom built home, right? built for you, um, with the resale of that place, some people not might not place the same value on certain aspects of that property as you do because it's a personal choice. You know, maybe certain layouts that you think are really logical to your lifestyle might not be um, to the potential buyer. I think that's something I've actually seen a few times in like a house that's maybe five or six years old and they're like, it's great, but it's not our. It's not how we would have done it. We'd have to change too much to make it how we want it. Yeah, totally. It's it's almost like seeing a partly renovated home, isn't it? You go in there, it's like, oh, I just wish you didn't do any renovations at all because I don't like the way you've done it. I'd, I'd actually rather a blank template. So yeah, that that's uh, that's a good point. So we'll be back in just a second. When we do come back, we're going to talk a bit more about selecting a builder, whether it be a custom build or a project build and how to go through that that process. So we'll be right back in just a second. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So, John, presumably the best way to go about selecting a builder would be to see some past work, right? Like to check out are these guys legit? What have they built? And can I physically go and walk through something that they've completed? Yeah, I think so. Like in your local area, who's who's doing all the builds and, and what prices are they coming in at? I, I look at a price per square metre cost. So if they're building 200 square worth of home, uh, what's that price uh, per square metre? And then you can compare apples for apples. Uh, the, the big one with project homes is you, you should be able to get a, a firm fixed price, not a dollar more to pay. You can factor it in your into your finance and your lending. Banks will lend on that fixed price contract or, or as complete uh, valuation and uh, and you can go and do your thing. The, the biggest misconception or um, I suppose surprise that a lot of people get is they may be quoted a, a, a project home fixed price might be a four bedroom double garage for say two hundred thousand, but it's the inc- exclusions that you need to look at carefully. So that two hundred thousand dollar home might not come with a driveway or uh, landscaping or fencing or letterbox or um, fixtures and fittings even. Um, you may be able to lock the front door, but everything else um, around it is is not complete. So you may have trouble lending on that if that's not in your build contract. It's a very, very valid point. Like uh, it's interesting how many things can be excluded, right? Because we hear, we hear the term um, turnkey thrown around a lot. Like yes. what exactly is turnkey. I feel like people have different definitions of variations to be able to turn the key and it be your home. Um, one thing that can often be excluded is is the fixtures and fittings. So like your blinds, that's a really common exclusion, which is not a massive deal to, you know, get your own blinds sorted. But if you're buying a turnkey property, to me, that means I can turn the key in the morning and I can sleep in it that night. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you won't be able to go and lie on the grass in the re- in the backyard because there is none. Um, so <laughs> Lie in the mud. <laughs> so, yeah, you've really got to look at what are the exclusions and you, you'll see that in the fine print and, and that's where, again, in the marketing is the word from. They say from 200,000 
But when you total it all up and you, you include your council costs and your site costs and, your, as I said, your driveways and your landscaping and your retaining if it needs to be done, um, that could end up being 280, for example. Mm. So Yeah, that's a massive trap. Yeah, you, you definitely want to have all of that included. Um, otherwise, you, you have this turnkey property which is great. You can sleep in it at night, but it's missing a few things and you'll have to um, get into your own pocket to, to pay for those things uh, over, over time. With exclusions, so I know landscaping is a pretty obvious one because not all builders are landscapers, so they probably subcontract that out as part of their package or whatever. Landscaping aside, what else do you sometimes see as a common exclusion that you might need to factor in? Like um, blinds, but what about appliances? Are there certain appliances included in builds? Gen- generally speaking, they are. Uh, and again, that's why we need to compare apples for apples. And as a, as I said before, with clients, we, we look at maybe four or five different builders and say, right, have they got meal appliances uh, of this, this other company got a, a cheaper version of that? Have they included landscaping? Have they included driveway? Um, the, the biggest exclusions are your, your, your fences and your landscapings and your, and your site costs and council costs are, are very much a, a hidden unknown. So if you've got a project company that can fix their site costs and you know your council costs already, then again, you can put that into your lending. So site costs can blow out from 20,000 right through to 50,000 depending on the wow. soil type and the and the slope that may need retaining and um, just, just as the unknown. So, yeah, you just want to close those variables. But generally speaking, I, if I'm working with clients on that, I want no variables whatsoever. You've got all that yeah. included. When you talk about your turnkey, it's turnkey. I can go out and sit on the lawn in the backyard. I can drive up the driveway. I can hang out my washing. I can get the letters, uh, mail from the letterbox. Um, I can I can look at my side fence and my rear fence. And yeah, there's nothing else that I need to do to live in that home comfortably. Definitely. So um, just sort of a final thought, I guess, in the builder selection process. Um what would be a few key things, like practical tips we could give people when they're going to select a builder? Obviously, we've mentioned walking through their previous work as well, and we've mentioned having um, fixed costs. Is there anything else that would be practical that people could do? You know, they're trying to work out, it. maybe it's a small scale builder versus a large builder, like a Metricon versus like a local in your area builder. What would you be looking out for? Yeah, yeah, cost is is a is a big one, and inclusion is obviously a, a massive one. It's a small thing, but I put a high priority on it, and that's the ability to communicate with them. You know how you talk to some companies and that you're just not getting the vibe. You, you can't have a, you, you can't ask questions comfortably. It's it's all one way talk, and and that experience means that things may be missed out or, or neglected or, or just not understood. So I, I like to be able to have a good conversation with who 
whoever it is that I'm dealing with, whether that be the, the project manager on the job or or, or the, the, the sales rep who's um, working through the, the process for me at the start, especially if it's the first time. Like we're actually going through this at the moment um, for our own home. We're about to knock down and, and build. So uh, my, my wife's doing all the back end work in respect to building quotes um, and uh, in- inclusions and we're talking about the other night and, and some of them are pretty similar um, and it'll probably come down to who we're actually comfortable dealing with the most. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. And also accessibility of communication throughout the process. Like, yes, you need to vibe them and, you know, understand that you speak the same language. But I just remember when uh, I was, you know, near the completion of my particular property, the communication was actually really poor. Um, I didn't have a choice. The builder had already been allocated, like, because the property was at slab and frame when I bought it. Someone's finance had fallen over. So yeah. I took it over. Took, um, took advantage of it. But yeah, very much so. It was actually worked out very well for me. Um, so it was okay to suck up a crappy communicator or yeah. a builder. But um, if I'd had my time again, I probably would have done a bit more research and screening into who I actually like and who's going to deliver for me. So um, mm. yeah, I think it's a really important point. And hopefully, you know, what we've unpacked in this episode has been helpful to those going through that. I know there's a lot of people, like I watch in the Facebook group, a lot of people are building. Yeah. A lot of people in our community are building and it's awesome. It's great. Uh, but having a bit more insight as to what to be aware of because it's most likely your first time doing it. Even if it's your second time doing it, there's always things to learn. Absolutely. And and build costs are always on the rise as well. So understanding mm-hmm. what you're actually getting for, for your dollar. Um, obviously, from an investment point of view, the, the tax deductions are, are, are good because something's brand new, uh, but, yes. but you want to make sure that you're making good decisions before it's built because it's very hard to change something once it's done. That is very true indeed. Very, very hard to change things once it's set in stone. Well, um, John, you've probably added a lot more value than I have this episode because this is definitely your area of expertise um, and I appreciate that I've somewhat been able to interview you on this. So thank you so much for sharing and I'm sure everyone else is very grateful for your insights and knowledge. Great. Did to we answer the question? Yeah, I think we did because they wanted to know, the question was, you know, what should we be looking out for when selecting a builder? So I yeah, think we've, cool. we've covered that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Right. And again, um, great question. Give us as much detail as you can in your questions so we can give you the most accurate answer as possible for, for the listeners. Indeed. Mm. So don't forget to put those questions forward. We're always here to answer them. Um, We'd love to help you out where we can. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. Make sure you check out all the other, particularly if you're new, like this is the first one you're listening to, go back through the log and have a look. We've done a few seasons now and there's some great content in there that's evergreen. So go and have a little look and uh, find a topic you might be interested in learning about. Um, And we look forward to bringing you another episode next week. We do indeed. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, John. I'll speak to you soon. Okay, bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. 
Taking your property journey to the next level starts with education. That's why we make this podcast, but we've also created online courses to equip you with the knowledge you need to take the next steps. I've created the Solvair Online Academy, open to both first home buyers and seasoned investors, where I share my tips and experience from 20 years in the property space. And I've created the Buying Coach, built from my experience as a buyer's advocate to demystify the confusion around purchasing property, particularly for first home buyers. Follow the links in the show notes to sign up and get started today. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.